demons and does everywhere. Let's have some coffee, a little cream, maybe a little sugar, talk some psychology, and let's work it out. Okay, let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, Coffee with Demons and Does. We're on episode five now. Um, I don't even know how many people are listening to this, but welcome back if you are or if you're just joining us. Please stay and listen a while. Uh, Today I decided that I was just going to do some like really creepy stories, a lot of... um, kind of weird stuff is happening to me lately and I assume it's because I'm about to turn 30. This is how, okay, this is how crazy some, some people deal with their midlife crisis. And (laughs) I am like, I have a lot of theories about why I'm feeling the way I do right now because it's less than a week that I'm turning 30 and it's a big one for me and I'll tell you why and I will tell you some stories about why I think that is. It might be a little bit strange, but keep an open mind. So that being said, um, I know this podcast was originally created around um, psychology And honestly, like, it's an interest in mine is psychology, but I decided to make it more human behavior, human connection, um, almost like a a bridge between psychology and the spiritual world. So now you might be thinking that's quite contradictory, uh, that psychologists are, you know, doctors scientist science doctor I don't even know but there is a connection to a spiritual world because we're opening our minds to things that um, are unknown so the mind is a, is an interesting um, study with this um, there are psychologists that you would say maybe spiritual psychologists, spiritual counselors um, who have studied psychology and the science behind it, who are also open to the idea of, you know, spiritual energies and where do they go and what becomes of them when we die. So this is quite an interesting story. That I thought I'd touch on more too and we kind of pick it apart as we go here. Um, But, okay, here we go. Okay, so we'll set the scene for my story here. Um, so this happened on Thursday night. Today is Sunday. So depending on when you are listening, um, on Friday night was a full moon, which I didn't even keep track of this month. I don't know. I, I usually love watching the, um, to see when the full moon is because we tend to working with kids, we tend to kind of be prepared for that. And it's just like wild week when it's coming up to full moon. But, uh, so I did not know 
that it was going to be a full moon the next day. So I have always been very interested in the 1920s with the style. When I would watch Peaky Blinders, I would feel this need to be where they are. I like longing to be part of the 20s. It's a strange thing. I can't even describe it, but when I dress up um, in 20s style, I just feel at home. Like it's my, it is my, it's my thing. And every one of my friends knows that it's always been my thing. I've always been quite interested. And um, so, yeah, Peaky Blinders, when I started watching that, you know, a long time ago, I um, was really enamored by John for some reason. He's like a little shit kid. Um, but I I really felt weirdly connected to him. And, um, and anybody that doesn't watch it, he's the younger brother of Tommy. And um, he's cute. He's cute. Like, I don't know. I, you know, it was more than that, though. <laughs> Like, he would give me butterflies, and he's just, like, this kid. But um, anyway, uh, so the other night, on Thursday night, I woke up to a man basically whispering in my ear, saying, woof. <laughs> now, I, I'll tell you why I think he said that, because it's something that a psychotic person would say after doing something so I woke up my eyes shot up and I'm not dreaming this is real life and the house is so still because it's I didn't check the time but it was probably about two in the morning you know the witching hour and everyone's asleep no one's bustling about there's nothing there's no cars like it's it's dead you know and it's a Thursday night and I I had, as soon as I, my eyes opened, I had this vision of a man sitting on my couch. Now, I didn't quite remember what he looked like. All I knew is he had a baby face. He had, he, sit, he sat back on my couch. I'll have to post a picture of my couch. I think that'll put a good picture into what, uh, what it looks like. Um, the, the moon was pouring into my window and these were details that I kept in my mind. And he was smoking a cigar. And I didn't get to see, I didn't see all of the details of what he was wearing. But I did. I knew it. It was in my subconscious. Um, so it was a weird dream. And then I had an, a vision too, like when I woke up that Hazel's throat would be slit. And Hazel's my dog on her dog bed. And she was on her dog bed. That's the weird thing is, is that she sometimes sleeps on the couch or the dog bed. But I knew for some reason she wasn't on the couch because she switches throughout the night. Um, that I knew she was going to be on her dog bed before I even went out. And that I, the man was on the couch. So I creep out of my room. I creep out like, like insanely, like I'm in this hypnosis, like weird state and Hazel looks at me like, like, what the hell? I like scared her awake. And I was like, okay, you're not dead. And nobody was on my couch. But there was like a, a light of the moon coming through my window. So I was like, wow, weird dream. You know, 
is weird. That's all I thought. That's all I thought. And then um, I told the girls at work and I was like, that was a weird dream. But somebody whispered in my ear. And obviously you're in that state of deep REM sleep that like, or actually that wasn't a deep REM. That would have been where I was coming out of a sleep where the dreams, it's kind of like mixed in with reality, right? So that could have been a thing. So, you know, I'm trying to rationalize because I do have a rational brain, but I've really opened myself up to the spiritual world of, and, and all this too, because there is just unexplainable things, you know, dreams or just feelings that you have. So um, I went my day, you know, on Thursday and one of my coworkers said, oh, you know, it's a full moon tonight. And I thought to myself, things started clicking. I was like, oh. And then I realized, like, that was a big part of my dream or vision of the moon pouring in the window. Really, because it was like he had lifted the blinds and that the light was really pouring on him. And when I woke up, that it wasn't like that. It was still like a bright moon, but I didn't think of full moon. So... Um, I was like, oh, that's weird. And things were just clicking, just little things that people were saying. And then as soon as I came home from work on, I guess it was Friday, I came in the door and I saw the man clear as day on my couch, but it was a vision, but it was clear. And that's when things started clicking because I didn't think of it all day. just besides the moon thing. I just thought it was a weird dream, like creepy, because I had been watching the Night Stalker like weeks ago. Here's the thing. I wasn't watching Peaky Blinders. I haven't watched Peaky Blinders for weeks. I wasn't thinking about the 20s. I wasn't talk- I wasn't thinking about like past life things. I was literally, that dream came out of nowhere, like a snap, like it was just there. Um, so I came in the house and I saw the man clear as day, baby face. Um, he had that little cap on, those suspenders, his confidence, like a Peaky Blinder. He had his legs just like sprawled, like man sprawl or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, holy shit. And I had this feeling of fear and him just ready to kill me because he was psychotic and I knew he was my lover or my boyfriend or my husband or something. And then I was like, holy shit, holy shit, because I have been looking into past life regressions and um, what a past life regression is, is something like if you were to be hypnotized, um, you like you go to a specialist and they you you you're in a dreamlike state, but you're still conscious of what you're seeing. And it is like your past lives. So I've had people say um, I've I've heard stories of people say it's a lot of like um, in England and in the 1700s in cobblestone, you know, it's they're a pilgrim 
you know, and then someone else said that I was royalty, not me, but they were royalty in another life. And so they come to this life expecting, wanting the better things in life and then, you know, frustrated that they're not having that now. It's interesting. This is all kind of theoretical, but I experienced this and what I took away from it. I really looked inside myself and I knew that it was a past life thing. Um, for me, I believe that. So I realized that as a kid, I've had this extreme fear of dying. Um, someone literally poisoning me, murdering me. And as kids, we do have that fear, you know, but my mom even pointed out, cause I told her about this. She said, you could never go into um, a fun house at Halloween to be chased. It was extremely terrifying. And yes, yes, it is scary for everybody, but I don't, a lot of my friends know that I will literally, I'm a brave girl and I will do it. My ego is like, no, I'm going to show people I'm brave, but I, I can't do it. I can't go and get chased. And a lot of people will say, well, I can't either, but it's a different kind of feeling, I'm sure, for everyone, but it is extreme. I even had my friend at work, at the daycare, jokingly say, I'm going to get you, and started chasing me, and I felt this overcoming fear uh, and anxiety, like, ah, ah, and I screamed, I screamed at the daycare through the halls, okay, I screamed, I screamed, <laughs> For someone saying, I'm going to get you very calmly. So, um, yes, for me, it's like a very real thing. And my mom, who knows me quite well, knows that it was a very irrational fear as a, as a teenager and a child. And even a couple of years ago, my dad, he like made me in a very lovingly way uh, go through the, they had, oh, it was probably like three years ago. They had this thing down at... Uh, Ogden Point. I don't know where you guys are listening, but in Vancouver Island in Victoria, there's Ogden Point. And they had this like ship container things and they had all these crazy things in there. And you go in their different rooms and, and they they chase you. But like it was all right, but I was clinging to my dad. like, And then the end, this guy like came out to chase me and I've never run so fast. And I ran out of it and I kept running down to the parking lot and I hid and everyone was laughing because they hadn't no one was having that ex extreme <laughs> and I'm not I'm dramatic yes but I'm not that dramatic that I'm putting on a show for everybody it's just a real fucking fear so here's my theory and you are welcome to laugh and you're welcome to think I'm crazy because I don't give a shit <laughs> but my theory is, is that it's a really big deal that I'm turning 30 because yes, 30 is a big milestone, but that I have never lived to see 30 in my other lives. And it's such a celebratory time. And uh, yes, I probably was murdered by my boyfriend. And yes, that's probably why I have intimacy issues. <laughs> there is a lot of things that we can carry, our energies can carry from our other bodies, from other lives. Because scientifically, energy never dies. 
So your energy could go into a flower, your energy could go into a tree or an animal, but most likely it will go into something that it knows. It has memory. So I was a little bad girl from the 1920s, flapper dress and all. I was wild. I could just tell it was wild because this life I'm not as wild. I'm wild in ways. I have carried on different lives, right? So, um, I know, you know what? I, I'm starting to think that we're all old souls. That it's hard to see a new soul. But I think I had a wild life a few times around. But the 20s was a very pivotal moment because I think that's where anxieties come from. So, when I was a kid, I was, my Nana died and I just had this huge, I got this trigger of huge fear of dying um, and people coming to kill me. And yes, my mom had said, well, it's because your Nana died. And I was like, yeah, but where would that have originated from? Because I'd never had that problem before of, you know, and then I got triggered by my Nana dying And it was the first time I had seen someone die in this life. So um, it's interesting how we can carry on. And now that I'm in this life, I am working and growing on all these levels of healing these anxieties that my next life will be completely healed. And I'll have a wonderful, easy, lovely life. And not to say this life has been really hard I can't say that but it's been I feel like it's been quite a lonely journey um with that being said I've had wonderful friends but I've had to do everything on my own and my parents are there to support but I wanted to do it all on my own I haven't wanted to be in a marriage um I I did but truly in my deepest heart I didn't want that yet and now that I've healed a lot of that, I'm starting to realize I do want, you know, a partner that is caring and loving and doesn't punch walls like all of my other boyfriends. <laughs> That's the thing is, I think in another life, I was a challenge, like not a challenge. I wasn't a challenge. I challenged people. And I think that I was a very outspoken woman for the 1920s. You know, I think I was already an old soul. I think it was my last life, and I think the life before that I lived, um, I don't even know. I think I, like, I've had one friend say that I was royalty in another life before that, which I could see. Um, <laughs> people might laugh as they hear that, but um, I'm not blind to my energy of others that, I think I'm the queen bee and I don't think that I am. I just am. (laughs) That sounds very cocky. I just, I don't, I'm not queen bee of anybody. I'm queen bee of myself and I carry that and I hold myself high. And I had one friend who says she listens to these. So she, but I know she doesn't. Um, she said she thought I was six feet tall. And I'm not. I'm 5'8". And she's like, you are not. You are not. And we have this joke constantly because I died. I was like, dude, I'm like two inches taller than you. 
you just don't hold yourself as high as I do. I hold myself up. I'm a big presence. And I know that I'm not blind to that. I'm not saying I'm queen of everybody. I'm just queen of myself. And that's how I hold myself. And I see myself as not royalty because that's silly. Like I just see myself as being having power of people, not of people, of just having power and holding power and having a voice, um, you know, and like I said, I know that not many people listen to this podcast. It is just something that I thought of doing because I was like, why the hell not? And you know how many people have laughed? They're like, you have a podcast at work. I'm like, yeah, I do. (laughs) And it's borderline embarrassing that I even feel embarrassed about like it's not embarrassing it's just something funny like people will laugh but who knows maybe one day this could be big and then they won't be laughing they'll be like I knew Carly Pennington (laughs) but I have dreams I have hopes I know that I'm going to be a successful businesswoman one day I know that I will be continuing um this journey of healing and I know I'm going to live a very long life of happiness and there will be little blips along the way, I'm sure, but I just have faith in that. And um, turning 30 is a big pivotal moment for me because it's going to be just easy going from now on. Not easy going. I'm just not going to be stressed about the things that I used to be because I'm not holding space for people and things that create that stress and loneliness and heartbreak. I'm moving on past a lot of that. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. I did just want to make that story. I did ask people if they have ghost stories. Nobody really said anything. (laughs) Um, I had one friend say that their partner, um, sleepwalks and I I thought that was kind of funny because it reminded me of a guy from high school well middle school high school old friend he used to creep out of his room and his twin would tell us the story he used to creep out of his room like golem and be like and they'd be like whoa dude what's going on because he wasn't that kind of guy to be making that joke he's like the chillest dude and then he'd come out of his room like Gollum and be making these sounds like and they're like okay buddy go back to bed it's okay (laughs) I'll never forget that but that's another thing that's like the dream like hypnotic state and I'm I'm going I wonder if in your sleep you could be in a hypnotic state and then actually access your past lives. So here's the thing. If you're interested in this, uh, another lady from work told me that you can access your past lives through meditation, but also, I guess, when you're sleeping through dreams. So um, I had been asking and asking and asking for the, this past life thing, and then I then I completely forgot about it, for like months actually probably not months maybe a month and that's when it came to me during a full moon almost almost a full moon so quite 
interesting. But this is where I leave you. Um, if you have any questions, you can message me at on my Instagram at coffee W underscore demons underscore dose. And if you have any stories you'd like to tell me about the same thing, past life regressions, you can message me there as well to tell me. And I would love, love, love to learn more about this. So if you are into that stuff, please message me because I want to hear it. I want to hear it all. I'd love to learn more. All right, my lovely demons and does, I am going to sign off for now until next week. Um, Stay bad. (laughs) Okay, that didn't work. But stay wild. Let's say stay wild. Okay, you guys live that life. Live that wild life. Live for yourself and others, but mainly for yourself. Do what you want. Badass bitches. Okay, bye.